I'll give a wave like this just to let you know that that joke is over. Okay. I misbehave on stage, but I'm better than when I wasn't sober. Okay, so uh, I've sobered up. There's still some blackouts. And, uh, I worked in hymens and survived tornadoes and trailers, but that don't mean I won't put in my two weeks later having a good time, baby. Having a good time, baby. We're having a real good time. We're having a good time, baby. Having a good time, baby. I'll tell you one more time. Oh, yeah. We're having a good time. Yeah. We're having a good time. And, uh... All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We're Having a Good Time podcast. My name is Dusty Slay. I'm your host. Uh, and I'm alone. Uh, Hannah's here. She's home. She didn't want to do, uh, she didn't want to sit and talk to me. I think that, um, I think we talk enough and, uh, no, uh, she's just chilling and it's a, a fall day feeling a bit more like Canada to her than normal, I think. And, uh, she's enjoying the day. It is a great day. It's a great day, but it is fall. And as fall begins to move in and you start to see less sun, it gets more cloudy, it's a little colder. It's a good feeling, but also I feel like it's a sad feeling sometimes. Like, I love the sunshine. I like the sun. I like the heat. I mean, there's some days in June and July where I'm like loving the AC, but I like the heat. And the cold is coming in on us. It's rapidly approaching. It's changing our moods. Um, I think that I have, uh, what do they call it? Seasonal depression. I don't think I have seasonal depression. I don't think I have depression of any kind, but I am affected by the seasons, I think, but who knows that may not even be a thing. I'm just saying when I wake up and it's not super hot out, I feel it. I'm like, this is not the same. Um, but I am excited to be here. I don't know that I have some jam-packed episode to talk about. I'm going to just freeform it. I thought I got one more episode of the selling pesticides. Uh, it shouldn't be built up to this way. It is not going to be the grand climax. I just wanted to finish it because uh, 2014 was the last year that I actually sold pesticides. I know that I said 2012 was. Plot twist, 2014, I'm back at it. But that's not what I'm going to talk about on this podcast. Uh, I was, I got some land and I've been going out to the land. The land's got like a flat area and then it's got a lot of woods and this woods is a pretty steep uh, mountain downhill. And then once you get to the bottom, there's some flat land next to a creek, but the flat land is really grown up. There's these, all these plants have grown up. It feels like it's choking out the trees. So I've been down there clearing it out wanted to create this great kind of flatland near the creek camping area and it's a blast but comedy's back and I don't turn down gigs uh, so I'm working where we've been where we're going where they go where they've been where they go where, where they've been where we're going where we've been Boom, and I have not been anywhere, but that's the last time I'm going to be able to say that for the next five weeks, unless something crazy happens. You know, I used to say that all the time to Hannah. I would say to her, I would say, listen, we're all good. Everything's fine. My calendar is full because comedy is a pretty unsure business. You never know day to day what, what's in store, and uh, when you see a full calendar, it's a beautiful thing. And my 2020 calendar was completely full. I mean, there were no dates left to try and squeeze in to get me other gigs, at least not weekends. I mean, I was jam-packed. And I would say to Hannah all the time, I'd say, hey, we're good, unless something crazy happens. Well, guess what? Something crazy happened. Uh, the pandemic came in, and um, or whatever we're calling it, and, uh, and all my gigs were gone. But you know what? Things are lightening up. The gigs are back. And so unless something crazy happens, the next five weeks at least, I won't be able to say I haven't been anywhere. 
Where am I going? This week, this was just booked last night. The club had a drop. They had a fallout or whatever you want to call it. There was a comic that was supposed to come there. For whatever reason, that comic's not coming, and they were looking for somebody. Well, that person's me. And so I'm going to be going to Raleigh, North Carolina, to Good Nights Comedy Club. I think it's got a different name at the end. Good Nights and Factory or something, as I, w- I was looking that up today. Good Nights and Factory Restaurant is what it's called. Um I think the old school, it was Charlie Goodnight's Comedy Club, something like that. I've been there once before. I enjoy the place. I actually, I did a guest spot once with uh, John Reap, and then I just, you know, and then I headlined one night, me and Hannah. Probably back in 2017 or 18, I headlined like a Tuesday. It was right after I did Jimmy Kimmel Live. Or or, or actually, after Jimmy Kimmel was released, because I did it, and then they showed it a few days later um so that's exciting uh i'll be there tomorrow night the 24th friday the 25th saturday the 26th i think five shows i don't know who the other comics will be but i imagine it will be really great comics and it's just gonna be unbelievable we're gonna have an amazing time and I'm going to go ahead and run through some of the some of the dates I got coming up. That's this weekend. The next weekend, I mean, I've been putting this everywhere. The next weekend, I'm going to be in Lexington, Kentucky at Comedy Off Broadway, October 2nd and 3rd. Actually, uh, uh, September 30th, I'm probably going to do a little set at Zany's uh, on the show of my friend Aaron Weber. Aaron Weber is recording an album. Uh, it's been, um, booked for a long time. I don't know how everything is. I mean, it's, uh, unfortunate in some ways because the, uh, capacity will be lower and Aaron's been doing a lot of great things and I'm sure the show, uh, would sell out at full capacity, but, um, a lot has changed since this show has been booked, but it's, uh, September 30th. I'll probably do a little spot on there. And it's going to be great. Aaron's really funny, and he's uh, always got a good cast of comics around him doing stuff. So that's going to be great. And then I'll be at Comedy Off Broadway in Lexington, Kentucky. <coughs> I'm fine. Uh, October 2nd and 3rd. Uh, October 8th through the 11th, I'll be at San Antonio, Texas at Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club. Great club. I was there last year. Loved it. I had food poisoning, I think, the night before. I was throwing up all the day before that. And then the next day, I got on a plane, flew to San Antonio, did six shows throughout the weekend, had a great time. Uh, October 15th 15th through the 18th, I'll be at Chattanooga, Tennessee at the Comedy Catch. I go there all the time. I love it. It's a hot spot. I have a great time there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then October 23rd through the 25th, I'll be in Greenwood, Indiana. That's south of Indianapolis uh, at a place called Gutty's Comedy Club. I've never been there. But I used to go to Indianapolis all the time. I love Indianapolis. I used to do Crackers Comedy Club. Um, Honestly, I hate to not do Crackers. Every time I've done comedy in Indianapolis, it's been at Crackers Comedy Club. I hate to not do it. But I don't know what's going on there. I don't get booked anymore. I mean... Something's going on because I was actually, before I even had any kind of credits, I did a guest spot at Crackers Comedy Club in 2014. And from that guest spot, I got booked to feature. I featured for several years. And then I worked my way up to headliner because the old staff that used to work there really liked me. And they were always pushing for me to be headliner. They really wanted to see me headline. And I think they got to see me headline one weekend and then something happened and all the staff kind of disappeared and it's a different staff. So I don't know what's going on. I like the club. But that being said, uh, Gutties, I've never been to. I don't know. It was recommended to me by a friend and comedian named Johnny W. He said he really liked it. And uh, a guy is featuring uh, for me named Jake Rubel. I think that's his name. I'm terrible with people's names, but... Uh, we've talked a lot on social media. I never met him before, but we've talked on social media quite a bit. 
and um, he uh, he says it's great. He has nothing but great things to say about Gutty's Comedy Club. I like saying that, though, Gutty's. So that's what October looks like for me. Uh, and then I take a week off. November, I'll be back at the Grove, and then I'll be in St. Louis. So, I mean, my calendar is popping off right now, and I'm excited. So this weekend, Raleigh, North Carolina, good nights. Check it out. It's going to be a great time. I like that yes at the end. So, uh, I mean, you know, what's going on these days? You know, it's like, ah, there's something to talk about every day. There's all kind of craziness going on. But who wants to hear about it, right? I mean, I feel like every time I get together with some friends and we're talking, at some point it comes up, what have you been up to during the pandemic? How's everything been going? How's it treating you? And I'm pretty sick of talking about it. I mean, I'll bring it up. I'll ask people because I want to know. Sometimes I want to know what people have been up to. You know, like how do you, you know, if, if you if you kept your job, uh, I'm sure it's affected you in some ways. Like now you have to wear a mask at work, which is probably pretty annoying. Um, but then if, you know, maybe you're, you're working from home now or maybe you're not working at all. Or, you know, you don't know what, you know, so it's like, it is interesting to find out what people have been up to. But uh, after a while, it just feels like, how long can we talk about this? So I was driving back from the land the other day. I stopped off at a place called the Chicken Chief and uh, had myself some real salty fried chicken with a biscuit. And uh, I had a little coleslaw and some tater tots. And they smushed my tater tots inside the box, but they were still good. I hope they smushed them with their hands and not with their feet. You know what I mean? But it was delicious. I enjoyed it. And then I just started thinking about Alabama. I don't know what made me start thinking about it, but I grew up in Alabama, and I started thinking, you know, that I have these top five country songs lists that I do. And I won't have this one videoed to put on YouTube because I got to be honest with you. As hard as I've worked to video my podcast, I do not enjoy that. I don't enjoy it. I got... um a camera set up, and now the camera will only run for about 30 minutes, and then it'll shut off because it gets too hot. And then I can cut it back on, but sometimes it doesn't last the rest of the 30 minutes, so I've still missed a lot of what I was supposed to record. And then I bought this thing that you hook up to the computer. Now, this is a brand-new computer that I have. I didn't skimp on things. I skimp on things every time. With the computer that I bought, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to skimp this time. I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to buy a good computer, a computer that can handle things. And this computer has been able to handle everything. So I hook up this camera, right? And I'm plugging it in, and it seems to work just fine. But when I go back and play it, the mouth just doesn't match up with the audio. And I don't mean that it's a little off like I said the word and then my mouth moved or my mouth moved, and then I said the word. I mean, it seems to be playing at the same time. My mouth just doesn't seem to be saying all the words that I'm saying. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like I'll say a complete sentence, but it only is mouthing some of it. And I can't, I can't explain it any better than that, but it says my computer, you know, is not really built to handle that sort of thing. So... I'm not buying a new computer, and it's just a lot happening. I'll record some segments, and I'll put those out on YouTube like I've been doing, but until I get, um, I don't know, some kind of podcast deal or somehow strike it rich uh, and hire someone to film my podcast, uh, it's probably not going to happen. I want it to. Dang, I want it to, but it's not. It's not going to happen. The people... I've learned that the people who have podcasts that are filmed that look really good, they spend a lot of money on that stuff, and good for them. Good for them. But I'm out here buying land. I'm trying to get myself to a self-sustaining place where I can grow food and I can camp out and I can live off the land. Now, you know, obviously I'm not going to be exclusively living off the land, but 
I'd like to live off the land some. I'd like to go out in the morning, pick some vegetables from my garden to put into a smoothie, and then drink it almost right as it comes out of the ground. I mean, that's where I'm at. That's what I'm talking about. I want to go down to the creek and take my shoes off and walk in the rocks and get connected to the earth. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, I've been flying around the country for years, and I grew up in the country. I mean, I grew up playing in the field, and I grew up picking up rocks. My dad used to plow a field, and then he would and then he would just dig up all these rocks, plow in the field, and if he went through with his hay mower, it would hit those rocks, and it would mess up the blade. So he, want, he needed those rocks out of that field. So my dad would hook up his uh, truck to a trailer, and he would pull that trailer, an old um, metal trailer. I can still hear the sound of it hitting the trailer or scraping across the bottom, and it's making my face clench up as I'm hearing the sound in my mind. It just scrubbed across like, like sand on metal. Ah, oh, it's killing me. And we would, me and my stepbrothers, we would walk behind the truck. He would drive the truck, and he would just drive slow, and we would walk along and just pick up rocks out of the field and throw them into the back of the truck until we filled that trailer up. And then we'd go dump all those rocks onto a creek bed somewhere so that the creek wouldn't wash away. That's what we would do. And, and I hated it. I'm going to be honest with you. I hated it. And, but I was connected to the land. I was touching nature. I was a part of it. I used to run around barefooted. I watched a video on earthing. Uh, it's called uh, Earthing the Movie. It's on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. I've been going barefooted ever since. Some people call it grounding, grounding, earthing. I'm not saying it cures anything. I'm not saying it fixes anything. But I think we are supposed to be connected to the earth. I think we're supposed to feel it. We're supposed to be, you know, supposed to uh, run through our body in some way. Why not? You know what I mean? Why not? If, if you know, as I've been sitting around the house just observing things uh, over this summer where I had a lot of free time, I'll put, you know, plants in a pot and set them on the back porch, and they'll grow, and they'll look great, and flowers will come on them, and then the hummingbirds and the ants and the bees will come and will eat from that flower and then, and then go off to somewhere else, go to eat more flowers somewhere. Uh, but all of a sudden, plants will just grow out of this soil. Plants that I didn't plant, they'll just come along and they'll start growing. So if things have the ability to just grow out of the earth like this, uh, there's some nutrients in there maybe that we need to absorb. I'm no scientist, but watch this documentary, Earthing the Movie. You'll love it. But I also uh, dropped some bird seeds into a pot, and that they started to grow grass. And then when I wanted the pot, I was like, well, I need to get all this grass out of here. But I was like, I want to see what this grass will turn into. I need this pot, but I want to see what this grass will turn into. So I took it to another spot in the yard near the fence, and I planted it, and then it kept growing. And then it, it grew up what looked like wheat, uh, and then it turned into little balls, and it's, it's the bird seed. The bird seed that I planted in the plant, in the potter, grew more bird seed. Now, this is probably not a revelation to a lot of people because, yeah, we all know that plants grow from seeds. So this is not some great thing that I'm revealing to you at, at right now. But how amazing is it that stuff like that just happens? It's unbelievable. And life just continues to, to reproduce. And I have all these beautiful trees, oak trees and, and, and different kinds. I don't know. I don't know types of trees. But they're growing out on this land. But a lot of them are being choked out by these vines. They have giant vines growing up, and you can see where the tree's dying in places. And that's why I was in there cutting down vines one day when I got a bunch of poison ivy. And I'm healed from that now. But it lasted about 10 days. So just know, unless you're allergic to it and you get it, it'll last about 10 days to two weeks, and then you'll be fine. Cal you can get whatever you want, calamine lotion, uh, cortisol cream, 
alcohol, apple cider vinegar, uh, tea tree oil, oil of oregano. You can put whatever you want on there. At the end of the day, I think it just has to run its course. Uh, the calamine helps you sleep, but that none of it's doing anything, I don't think. Just had to run its course, and then it was gone. Um, but I was out there clearing those vines off, because I, and then that's what I'm doing on this creek bed. I'm going to clear off. I don't, want, I don't want the vegetation to be gone, but I want it to be so that it's grass down there, just grass and these trees and these big limestone rocks so I can walk around out there barefooted and ground, connect to the earth. Some ground where pesticides have not just touched and eaten up everything. It's going to be a, it's going to be a wild, exciting time. And um, so I have a few songs that I'd like to play. So uh, all this to say, I was driving back and it just had me thinking about Alabama. I like where I'm from. I love Tennessee, and I like Charleston, South Carolina, but I like where I'm from, and um, so I'm not going to necessarily do a top five country songs uh, about Alabama, but what I want to do is highlight a few songs about Alabama. Now, I think the most famous Alabama song that everyone knows is this right here. I'm just going to play a bit of it. Okay, I think we can all agree. What an amazing song, right? That song is so good that it is so played out that none of us want to hear it anymore. At least that's where I'm at. It's like, if somebody asked me what my favorite Leonard Skinner song is, I would never say Sweet Home Alabama because I've heard it a million times. Like when it comes on places, if people know I'm from Alabama, they'll motion to me like, huh? Huh? And I'm like, yeah, it's a great song, but I don't want to hear it anymore. Um, one time somebody asked me, now I was in my mid-20s, and I was drinking a lot, and they asked me what I, th they, what I thought was the greatest song ever. And I said, uh, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, right? And the, the people scoffed at me, like, how dare you pick a popular song for the greatest song ever? And I'm just like, it just is, you know? It's like, yeah, we're all tired of hearing it. Yeah, it's all played out, but what a great song. But the thing I like about uh, Sweet Home Alabama is it feels like some type of old school classic rock battle, right? Because uh, Leonard Skinner is from Jacksonville, Florida. They're not from Alabama. They're from Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, I don't think they ever lived in Alabama. I think there's a documentary out there, uh, what is it, Muscle Shoals, uh, which is a really great documentary. I forget what it's called. Maybe that's just it, Muscle Shoals. But it, it's really great. Um, worth a listen. Uh, I think they were going to record some songs there, then didn't. Something happened. Details slip away from my mind over time, but I remember the sentiment. Uh, so... What I like about it, now I've heard a little bit of this here and there. There's a Drive-By Truckers album where they talk a little bit about this and they include Bear Bryant in it, two Alabama Giants, this and that. I don't know. I don't know if that guy knows what he's talking about. I don't know if I know what I'm talking about. But I enjoy this and I like to think this is what's happening. Now I should have did the research to see the years when the songs came out. But at this point, it's not going to happen. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to, Take the time and say, this is what happened. There is this song, which is one of my favorites, uh, by Neil Young. Uh, 
even though this song is negative about Alabama, it is a song called Alabama. Okay, so, you know, who knows what he's saying. Uh, I I have a hard time understanding most of Neil Young's lyrics, but I think he's amazing. Uh, And this song seems to be negative about Alabama. And he says, you got a wheel in the ditch and a wheel. He said, your Cadillac has got a wheel in the ditch and a wheel on the track. And I don't know who he's talking about. We never had a Cadillac, I wish. Uh, But um, so obviously rich people in Alabama doing bad things. Uh, classic rich people stuff, doing bad stuff. Rich people always doing bad things, right? But, uh, and I guess a lot of them do. And uh, so there's that song, Neil Young bashing Alabama. And then uh, this is also another song by Neil Young. Also one of my favorites. Okay, so this is a song, obviously, is being negative about the South. Now, I'm not saying that the things that he's saying uh, are not true. I'm just saying that's what the song is, right? That's what's going on here, and um, I'm just adding another song here to the playlist. This made me think of something. Um Okay, so obviously, uh, you know, obviously there was some bad stuff going on in Alabama and in the South during, you know, the 60s, and we all know about that, and very negative things. Um, But I like to think that Leonard Skinner was probably, you know, living, living somewhere in the South, living in Jacksonville, listening to probably one of their favorite artists, Neil Young, and just jamming out to him being like, man, that guy's good at guitar. Listen to those lyrics. I wish we knew what we, he was saying. And they were like, oh, man, this is great. And then he starts with these two songs, and they're like, what is this bullshit, right? They're like, yeah, there's some of those people around here. There's some bad people around here, but there's some good people too. So that's why I think we get uh, this lyric in uh, Sweet Home Alabama uh, right here. Oh, too far, too far, guys, too too far. Let's just start over.
Okay, so this is why I love this. Not for anything other than I love that this guy puts these very like uh, two songs together with these intense lyrics of of hate and of of you know just bad things going down in the South and about Alabama. And then Leonard Skinner's like hanging out. You know they're just having a good time, not hurting people, not being mean to people. And they go, you know, they go, what's this BS? And then they go, hey, I heard. Neil Young sing about, well, he said, what does he say? I heard Mr. Young sing about her. I heard old Neil put her down, her being Alabama, in my opinion. I heard Mr. Young sing about her. I heard old Neil put her down. I hope Neil Young will remember a Southern man, the name of the other song, a Southern man don't need him around anyhow. And I just think it's great. I think it's uh, uh, such a, I don't know, it's just a fun little battle. And I was told based on some some things that I that I've read that um that Ronnie Van Zant uh the lead singer of Leonard Skinner who died in the 70s by the way a lot of people now I'm not mad at him but a lot of people like to pretend like that uh that Leonard Skinner is still around or have just retired but some of the band members are but it's really not the same without the lead singer so this was a song they said the needle and the spoon was a song that either they said Ronnie Van Zant wrote for Neil Young, Neil Young wrote for Ronnie Van Zant. I don't really know, but this is it. All right, so that's so great because, you know, Neil Young had this song. Um, which I really enjoyed. I I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I love Neil Young and I love Leonard Skinner. So every song that I play will be like, oh, I love that one. But he had this song. So both heroin songs, I can assume, uh, you know, I don't know. They could have been shooting up anything with a needle for all I know, but uh, I assume heroin, right? So I just think that's interesting. They share a lot of the same things. They're both rural people. They love guitar, and uh, so that's that. And then this song was one by Charlie Daniels that I enjoy, and it just has a little, you know, because everybody knows Leonard Skinner had Freebird, and Ronnie Van Zant was a lead singer. And this is a song off the album by Charlie Daniels off the album Million Mile Reflections. And the song is called Reflections. And I'm just going to skip right to the part that I, that I like here. Well, at least I'm going to try. I have no idea where it is. Oh, this it. I'm, I'm pretty close. Here we go. Let's see. It was October. That, that's it. But here we go. This is Charlie Daniels, song called Reflections. Here we go.
October in St. Louis town When we heard that the free bird had fell to the ground We all said a prayer before we went down to play And Ronnie, my buddy, above all the rest I miss you the most and I love you the best And now that you're gone I thank God I was blessed Oh, man. So just the idea that Charlie Daniels and Ronnie Van Zant were friends. Oh, man, what I would give to see a concert of Ronnie Van Zant and Charlie Daniels. Wow, that would be amazing. Uh, I watched an interview with Charlie Daniels, and he was talking about that incident where he said, you know, he was on, he, was, he had a sold-out show in St. Louis, and they were all so pumped, ready to play. Just jam- They had been, you know, on the road for a while, and, they, and it was just a great energy in there, and Someone came in and told him that Leonard Skinner had gone down in a plane crash. And I imagine it just took all of the air out of the room. I mean, just unbelievable. And, uh, but man, uh, how amazing would it be to see Leonard Skinner, Ronnie Van Zant, and Charlie Daniels play? Gosh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Dang. That's a good that's a good time. So I'm just organizing this. Now I've just kind of loosely put this together. This is my top five. What is this? Yeah, top five country songs about Alabama. But Charlie Daniels, you know, he talked about playing with Bob Dylan in an interview I saw where he was sitting there and he was just a session player. And it just had come in for the day. He was only going to do a part shift and he was just saying that, you know, he got up to leave after his shift and Bob Dylan was like, Where's Charlie going? And he was like, oh, he's just here. We got another musician coming in. And he was like, oh, I don't want another musician. I want Charlie. And Charlie just talked about what that meant to him. And I just think that's, that's always exciting. I love that stuff. When you, when you hear about like two mega stars in, in an industry talking about a time when they weren't those mega stars and just what was going on at the time, you know? And I think it's sometimes it's easy for us to think that wherever people are at, they've always been at. Now, I don't mean feel sorry for them. I was, I remember as a kid reading a magazine because I was a huge Jim Carrey fan and Ace Ventura. I mean, I knew every line and, uh, he, um, I used to watch, what was it? In Living Color with my sister growing up. I barely remember any of it. And I, I don't find it to be very rewatchable. You know, there's a lot of the old shows where you're just like, ah, this is not doing it for me now. But I remember us watching it a bunch. And um, uh, and, I, and I read in a magazine somewhere that back when we used to read magazines and not the internet, and he said that before he got into acting, he used to clean toilets. And I thought, my goodness, Jim Carrey had to clean toilets? Oh. I just can't fathom it. I, 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 it doesn't even register with me, right? But looking back, I'm like, oh, you meant Jim Carrey had a job. Like Jim Carrey was doing stuff. So, um, so these are the my top songs um, about Alabama. Oh, I lost my playlist. I'll find it. Top songs about Alabama. Uh, starting with an Alan Jackson tune. Now, there are others. Jamie Johnson has a few where he talks about Alabama. Uh, when the only L.A. I knew was a lower Alabama. Uh, that's a great one. But these, I'm going to go with these. And... Um, 
I've just scrambled up the order again, but here we go. This is number five of the top five country songs about Alabama, and this is not even, this one, the first, well, this one, it's not even totally about Alabama. It just takes place in Alabama, and I like it. So here we go. Ready? Boom. I won't play the whole thing, but you should recognize it already. Midnight in Montgomery, Silver Eagle, Lonely Road. Was on my way to Mobile for a big New Year's Eve show. I stopped for just a minute, see a friend outside of town. Put my collar up, I found his name, felt the wind die down in a drunk man. Cowboy hat took me by surprise. Wearing shiny boots, a nudie suit, and haunted, haunted eyes. He said, Friend, it's good to see you. It's nice to know you care. Then the wind picked up, he was gone. Was he ever really there? Cause it's midnight. Okay, Midnight in Montgomery. Great song by Alan Jackson. Wow, what a great song. And that song, like so many out there, is about um, um, oh, geez, I blanked out. It's about uh, country singers running into ghosts of Hank Williams, right? That's um, That's so that's what that's about. That's a lot of fun. Uh, let's see how this song starts off. If heaven, now that ain't it. Um, there's that song, If Heaven Ain't a Lot Like Dixie by Hank Jr., where he says, If Heaven Ain't a Lot Like Dixie, I don't want to go. And I'm like, I don't know about that, dude. Uh, there's, there's a comic in, in town who has a joke about it, but I always have sang that song like, uh, if heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, I still want to go. <laughs> That's what I say because um, don't um, I'm not I'm not backing out of of heaven here. Uh, but this is a song. I think this is the one. He just just the uh, first line, first couple of lines of the song. I like. Nah, that ain't it either. Dang. I'm just thinking here. I'm thinking. Oh, maybe that is it. You know, it is it. But I got to get past the chorus here. I'm sure this is a lot of fun for people listening to me. All right, here we go. I don't even like playing that. I don't even like that idea here we go I was one of the chosen few to be born in Alabama I'm just like my daddy's son I'm proud of who I am I went through a lot of good women shook old Jim Bean's hand that's really all I wanted to play was that worth it I don't know maybe all right, so Midnight in Montgomery is number five. Number four is going to go to Hank Williams Jr. for a song called All in Alabama. I just had to show them I didn't need them And so I headed out west to see some old friends of mine I thought if I'd climb up
All right, so there it is, all in Alabama. Hank Williams Jr., if you don't know, as he says in this song, he went, when he was younger, went for a climb up a mountain, Ajax Mountain, somewhere out west, and he fell off the mountain and landed on his face. Like, apparently, he busted his face open, and he had eye sockets hanging out, bits of brain coming out. And they helicoptered him out of there, gave him plastic surgery, and fixed him. And that's why he always wears the beard and glasses now because he's, you know, paranoid about the way he looks. Crazy, I know. All right, so here's another song. This is another one not quite about Alabama, but uh, about the ghost of Hank Williams Jr. Um, And I'll just play a little bit of it because it has very little to do with Alabama except for... In the song, David Allen Coe is in Alabama. Well, I was thumbing from Montgomery. I had my guitar on my back. When a stranger stopped beside me in an antique Cadillac. He was dressed like 1950, half drunk and hollow-eyed. He said, it's a long walk to Nashville, would you like to ride? When I sat down in the front seat, he turned on the radio. And them sad old songs coming out of them speakers was solid country gold. Then I noticed the stranger was ghost white pale when he asked me for a light. And I knew there was something strange about this ride. He said, Drifter, can you make folks cry when you play and sing? Have you paid your dues? Can you moan the blues? Can you bend them guitar strings? He said, Boy, can you make folks feel what you feel inside? Cause if you Oh, man. Always one of my favorite songs. And it is a long walk from Montgomery to Nashville. I would not want to do that. That is quite the haul. Uh, I mean, that's an uncomfortable drive. That's a good five hours. So I would not want to do that. But what a great song. That's about, if you couldn't tell, the second verse will wrap it all up for you. But it's about David Allen Coe walking. He was hitchhiking through Montgomery, had his guitar on his back, when a stranger stopped beside him in an antique Cadillac, hopefully not the Cadillac from Neil Young's song. And he uh, gives him a ride to, um, he gives him a ride to, um, uh, to Nashville. But it doesn't say that he took him all the way to Nashville, actually. So he says he, and he cried just south of Nashville, and he turned that car around. So I don't know. Maybe he was pretty upset at Nashville at the time. But either way, that's number three. Now, number two is a more recent song, and one of my absolute favorite songs ever. And I probably played it on this podcast before, but I'm going to play a little bit of it now, called Alabama Pines by Jason Isbell. Well, I moved into this room, if you could call it that, a week ago. I never do what I'm supposed to do, hardly even know my name anymore. When no one calls it out, kind of vanishes away. And I can't get to sleep at night, the parking lot's so loud and bright. The AC hasn't worked in 20 years. Probably never made a single person cold But I can't say the same for me I've done it many times Somebody take me home Through those Alabama Wow, what a great song. And, and Alabama does have a lot of pine trees. I mean, they are everywhere. If you go driving down through there, I mean, there are pine trees everywhere. I go to Lowe's or Home Depot now, and I have to buy, I'm buying a, a, a bale of straw. We used to burn pine straw to get rid of it. it was, we had so much pine straw, we'd just pile it up and burn it. 
and and uh, I mean, there's so many trees, so many. When I was a kid, pine trees, they always had limbs that would just fall out of them, you know, and it felt like the roots were just right on top of the ground and the trees would topple over. I remember once, one ice storm down in Alabama, I was living in a trailer, and uh, it was me. All I remember in this is my mom and my oldest sister and myself. And, you know, who knows how old I was, but my sister could have, she's 11 years older than me. She could have very well been 17, 18 years old. Uh, I don't know. She could have been as, as old as 21. And I was... And she was in the bed, right? And it was like it was like well into the day, and I was like trying to get her up. We were all trying to get her up, and there was an ice storm happening. It was very cold and rainy, and the rain was freezing, and it was freezing everything around. And the way the bed was positioned in in that bedroom was the bed was underneath what used to be a closet, and there was a shelf on top of it. And on that shelf, we had all these different. Uh, owls. We had uh, ceramic owls. We had one like brass owl. It was very heavy. And one like stuffed owl, like an owl someone had found and took it to the taxidermist and had made. So we had all these owls up there. Everybody had a thing. We all had a collection. My mom used to collect bells. Uh, My sister collected owls. My other sister collected bunnies. And I collected dogs. I think in reality, they were all my mom's collections, but she needed to hand them out to each of us so she didn't look like she was collecting too many things. But so my sister was laying in this bed underneath the shelf of owls, and we finally got her up. I think she was pretty irritated, but we finally got her up. And then almost right after that, a tree limb, a frozen tree limb, fell from very high up in the sky and stabbed through the roof of the trailer, through the roof, and it hit that shelf of owls, throwing those owls down on the floor and on the bed. Now, I'm not saying she would have been killed, but it would have hurt like a mother. You know what I mean? Like she would have been hurting. So, um, I, I don't know. I saved her life, I guess. But pine trees are dangerous. We used to throw pine cones at each other as kids. I mean, that's not something that just old people say. Oh, we used to, you know, we used to, it's not like we were so poor we couldn't afford any toys. We had toys too, but we just didn't have the internet and we didn't really have unlimited things to watch. So getting outside and throwing pine cones at each other was incredible. I mean, imagine doing stuff now uh, without, with the, without ever having the intention of posting it on the internet. It's unbelievable. I mean, just doing something and that no one sees. I mean, even the, the land I'm trying to clear out, I've been filming because I'm like, oh, I want to make a video of the land I cleaned out. I do want to. I'm not saying I shouldn't. I do want to, and I probably am. But just imagine <laughs> what it was like when we used to do things and the only way anybody saw it is if you took it, took them to it. It's amazing. So that's number three. And then num- oh, that's number four. And number five, also uh, known as number one, my favorite song about Alabama is by the band Alabama, who I got to open for one time on their last tour ever. That's pretty amazing. Here we go. My home's... In Alabama. This one will be a bit, maybe a bit longer. We'll see what happens. Either way, it's going to be really great. Listen to that guitar, man. These guys jam. Drinking was forbidden. In my Christian country home I learned to play the flat top On them good old gospel songs Then I heard about the bar rooms Just across the Georgia line Where a boy could make a living Playing guitar late at nights I Had to learn about the ladies 
too young to understand why the young girls fall in love with the boys in the band when the boys turn to music the girls just turn away to some other guitar picker in some other late night place yeah held on to my music let the ladies walk away took my songs and dreams to nashville then i moved on to l.a up to new york city all across the usa i've lost so much of me but there's enough of me to say that my home's in Wow, what a great song. It goes on, and they jam. But it's, I can't even talk. And I was going to try to play it in the background while I talk, but I can't do it. I love the song too much. I mean, what a great song. I mean, you know, I just think about that a lot of times with the kind of things that I do and the kind of traveling that I do that I grew up where I grew up, and not just Alabama in particular, in Opelika, in Pennon, uh, in, in Lafette, uh, Chambers County, Lee County, and, and then, you know, um, uh, having lived in Charleston, having spent 10 years there, and then now I'm in Nashville, and I, and I often go to LA and to New York and to all these big cities, all of these cities that was so intimidating to me at one point. Uh, now I'm at a place, I mean, you know, at least during normal times where I go to these places quite regularly and uh, it feels good, right? It, it, it's fun. And I like that he says, uh, let's see if I can get right to it here. All right, here it is. This is the line. I've lost so much of me, but there's enough of me to say. I've lost so much about me, but there's enough of me to say that my home's in Alabama, right? And I don't know that I've lost things about myself, but I do know that I get a lot of joy out of talking to people that grew up with me that are still there. Right. I mean, oftentimes that's looked at as so negative, like, oh, you never left here, huh? And to me, I think it would have been a negative had I never left because I was unhappy. I'd become unhappy just being in one place. But it's a comfort to me to hang with people that that I did grow up with that do still live there and uh, have great lives that really enjoy that. And um uh, I don't know. Do we lose something of ourselves? Do we gain something of ourselves? I don't know. But uh, I've often said that I don't even know if the past exists, if it's just memories in our head. Um, But uh, it is fun. I love to talk about and reminisce uh, about things because especially prior to the Internet, I can talk to old friends about things that happened that nobody else knows that happened. It was something that we experienced together. And I can say to them, you remember that time we did this? And then the the lights turn on in their face and they get so excited and they're like, oh, yes, I do remember that. And you just, and I think people that I grew up with like talking to me because I spend so much time thinking about the past uh, in order to write jokes about them and to talk about things that I remember so much um, just because I've jogged the memory quite a bit. And um, I, uh, I've i enjoyed doing this podcast. I wanted to say, I don't know if I ever have any listeners from that I went to high school with, but the ride that I played. Cadillac. I said, Mr. Many Thanks. He said, you don't have to call me Mr. Mr. The whole world called me I remember going to high school with a guy named, uh, his name was Robert Lee, and uh, at talent, the talent show or whatever we had, I don't know if it was called a talent show, but he sang that song 
And I don't even know if Robert was a singer, really. But it was great. I loved it because I was a big fan of the song, big fan of the country music. And oftentimes I felt like I was the countryest of the country. There's a song. Uh, uh, by Barbara Mandrell. And uh, I remember hearing this as a kid. And this is older than me, but I remember hearing it once as a kid. I remember wearing straight leg Levi's, flannel shirts, even when they weren't in style. I remember singing with Roy Rogers at the movies when the West was really wild. I was listening to the Opry when all of my friends were digging rock and roll and All right, I remember driving the car, hearing this, thinking, oh, this is a cool song, I never heard this. And then she goes, I was country when country wasn't cool. And I'm like, lady, it still ain't cool to be that country. I mean, like country music is cool now. Country music is popular. But those people aren't really country. Like, I'm not trying to bash people, but a lot of the new age country people are not really that country. You know what I mean? Like, they might have grew up in the South, but if you're driving a $60,000 truck, I got to wonder, how country are you? You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, my car was a, uh, you know, I drove a, a 1999 uh, Saturn with four-door Pooh Bear edition, and uh, that was because that was affordable. You know what I mean? Like, I just got to call into question how country you are with that. But I just remember hearing that. I was country when country wasn't cool, and I was like, it still ain't cool, lady. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, hey, listen. I've had a great time doing this podcast. This is very fun. Thank you guys for listening to this. As always, thank you for listening. And if you're able, come to a show. Uh, I've, I've, I've read off the list, but you could go to any of my social social medias. If you go to, well, let's say you go to Twitter or Instagram, look in the bio link uh, where it has my website. If you click on that, it'll pull up a thing and it'll give you a list of a bunch of different things you can check. And one of those is a calendar. Or you can go to... Um, dustyslay.com sign up for my email list and i'll email you as i get new dates or another thing you can do is uh, uh subscribe to me on bands in town it's a website called bands go there and subscribe to my calendar there and that way when i'm coming to a town near you if you subscribe to me and you follow me when i'm coming to a town near you it will notify you to let you know that i'm coming so that's great. We've had a great time. And um, I'm going to try to play us out with something here. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm, yeah, I'm just going to try to play us out here with something. Oh, here's another Alabama song I found. I'll play us out with this. It's not country. I can't wait